Welcome back to the Battleground Wisconsin. Folks, we mentioned this at the beginning of the show that we were going to be joined by a special guest. That is Mark Rice. He is the Wisconsin Transformational Justice Campaign Coordinator at Wisdom, which is a really important statewide faith-based organizing network that we are super close to. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on, Matt. Well, it's we're really thrilled to have you because we see you all as absolutely leading on this critical issue of how do we reform our criminal justice system to actually make it reflect the values that we all share. Mark, tell us just uh, tell us a little bit more about, you know, your org, what you do, and then what you're very specifically what it is that is your priority and what you'd like to do. And then we'll, we'll dive into a conversation around that. Sure. Well, quickly, I got into this work because I've been directly impacted by Wisconsin state prison system. State of Wisconsin forced me to do a few years in the state prison system and also kept me under supervision of the Department of Corrections for several years. And so it's a cause that's really important to me due to my personal experience. The transformational justice campaign of wisdom has four primary aims. Number one, we work to advance racial justice. We want to view everything through a racial justice lens, which is very important in this particular issue area. Two, we've always focused on cutting the state's prison population in half. And we've also have a focus now on cutting the number of people under supervision in by a large number as well. We also focus on advancing humanizing language. So really challenging dominant narratives, working to change a lot of the dehumanizing and offensive language that's used to label people with conviction arrest records. And we also work to restore the rights of people who have conviction records. Currently, a primary campaign for us has been what we call justice reinvestment. That campaign, our number one goal with that campaign is to stop the construction of any new prisons at the state level in Wisconsin. We have a decarceration agenda where if we push that forward, we can cut the state's prison population by more than half just by expanding treatment alternatives to incarceration, by giving people a fair chance to be released on parole, by giving people, by expanding the earned release program within prisons, and also by greatly reducing the number of people being sent back for what we call crimeless revocations on the back end. All those resources then can be redirected back into communities that we say by cutting the state's prison population in half. Also, we can close several prisons. We can close down Wapong Correctional Institution. We can close down Green Bay Correctional Institution. We can close Milwaukee Secure Detention Facility just to start those three prisons by pushing forward this decarceration agenda. Right now, Wisconsin detains 5,200 people for a revocation without a new conviction, people who haven't even been convicted of any new crime but were sent back to prison for allegedly violating a rule of supervision. So that's more than the population of Green Bay, Wapon, and MSDF combined. Just that one policy change. The governor, Governor Evers, has the power to commute sentences. We've really been working to push that. He, over When he first ran for governor, he promised to work with Wisdom and other organizations to cut the state's prison population in half. And he, there's been some steps taken by the Department of Corrections to do that, especially during the height of COVID, but the population is starting to go back up now. Department of Corrections controls the revocation process too. So many of these changes can be done with or without state legislation. We also definitely need state legislation as well to make it permanent, but there's several ways. Governor Evers has a lot of authority to move this forward with or without legislation. Department of Corrections also has a lot of authority to move some of these policy changes forward. That 
let's dive into that. Robert, you follow up here. Yeah, as you pointed out, everyone saw their prison population go down during COVID. Uh, and there was a lot of mishandling of COVID in, in, in prisons across the country. So that's not necessarily commitment because you need to do structural things. You have to deal. I know there was a, a recent report that we're still very high incarceration rate relative to other states, double per capita Minnesota, I believe. You're closer to these statistics. And in addition, um, that the, the main driver is revocations, which, as you pointed out, uh, people who are put back for parole violation at the sole discretion of the parole officer without a, another crime being um, committed at all or any conviction of a crime occurring. And so I know you, you that's part of your agenda, but it just feels frustrating that Governor Evers would commit to cutting it in half and he hasn't really done the kind of policy work you would need to do and the structural changes need to do to make that happen. So I want to get your sense of that and that we're even talking about building new prisons in Green Bay, things, things of that nature. Right. So definitely Governor Evers has the power to commute sentences, which he hasn't used that authority at all. And it's particularly important from a racial justice perspective, because by some measures, Wisconsin detains black people and indigenous people at a higher rate than any other state. There's a huge disparate impact, particularly on black and brown and indigenous communities. So that's why justice reinvestment is so important. We need to cut the prison population, close prisons and redirect resources back into the communities that have been most harmed by incarceration. Governor Evers can make that happen. The Department of Corrections can make that happen. The state legislature can also make that happen. So we learned lessons from COVID, though. The population at Milwaukee Secure Detention Facility was cut by more than half with no adverse impact on public safety. They did that simply by moving some of the treatment programming into community-based settings and by cutting down on the number of people being sent back for supervision violations. Just common sense policy changes that can be expanded throughout the state. That's definitely really an urgent need right now, especially due to the lockdowns in Waupon, Green Bay, and Stanley Correctional Institution. What's going on right now in Wisconsin state prison system is a humanitarian crisis. People have had, people are really suffering and being devastated psychologically due to the lockdown conditions. There's been suicide. There's just been devastation on people psychologically. And like I said, Governor Evers, Department of Corrections, state legislature all need to step up and start to make things happen. Representative Ryan Clancy and Representative Darren Madison introduced the package of conditions of confinement bills that need to be moved forward. Definitely reach out to your legislators and urge them to support those bills. Also, reach out to legislators, urge and also reach out to Governor Evers and Department of Corrections Secretary Kevin Carr and demand that they end the lockdowns immediately to end the torture, end the humanitarian crisis within the prison system. We also we have a big action coming up next Wednesday, November 15th, 11 a.m. in front of the Department of Corrections office in Madison, 3099 East Washington Avenue, where we're going to be raising attention to the lockdowns again. And there's really an action aimed at in the lockdowns immediately. We have people, a lot of people that currently have loved ones in the prison system who are impacted by the lockdowns will be speaking, people who've been in some of these prisons themselves. So it's really important for us right now to lift up the voices of those who've been directly impacted and indirectly impacted, and also lift up and advance the strategies of those who are most impacted by this. Yeah. Um, I just want to like, first of all, thank you for sharing. Um, and thank you for going over what people can do. Cause like, yes, Darren and Ryan 
are great, but I think people got in their heads after the Clark era was over that, oh, everything is is going to be fine now in in uh, Milwaukee County prisons and even statewide. Like we got rid of Sheriff Clark and so it should be fine, right? Um, and have started turning away. So I appreciate the extra call for Please don't turn away. Talk to people. Everyone, you know, we often talk about everybody has some kind of healthcare story. Everybody a lot of times has some kind of um some kind of story around incarceration. Uh and they're never they're never good stories and we can change that narrative. So um on on that note, um, how are you continuing to change this this narrative and make sure people feel safe and comfortable in coming forward and talking about this? And what are you doing to supporting everybody that you can support? A big part of it is lifting up success stories, particularly of people who've been released on under parole, some who've just been and challenging those narratives out there that some have been hear these labels so often like violent criminal, violent predator, offender, inmate. And just we really need to push back against that challenge, that type of dehumanizing offensive language and push forward a more humanizing language, really center the really focus on really humanizing people who've been through the system. And we've been doing that by just lifting up those stories. There's so much success. So many people are flourishing in the community. We've done many years in the Wisconsin state prison system. Wisdom and a lot of our partner organizations are really focused on challenging those dehumanizing narratives. And we're doing that through the lifting up the success and lifting up those stories of people flourishing in the communities, but also just looking at helping people to reimagine the entire system and how, about how we build safer, stronger and healthier communities. We're really going to build safer, stronger and healthier communities by taking care of basic human needs, particularly in the communities that have been most harmed by incarceration, black and brown and indigenous communities, also poor white communities and reframing it as a public health issue. And so we know many communities have been disinvested in historically, and it's really time to change and have that conversation about how we really build these healthier communities, that the type of communities that we all deserve. And it's for far too long, we've relied too much on punitive measures, too much on policing, prisons, and courts. It's really time to change that and start to reallocate these resources up front into those communities that have been most harmed. And that's, we know, from research and just from our own personal experience, we know that's really what's going to help to build these stronger communities that we all deserve. Mark, that's beautiful. And it's spot on. Uh, And so folks, I don't, you know, hope you were listening, but two, a couple amazing things. We need triage immediately on what's going on currently in the prisons. As Mark said, please get involved. If you have not read or heard about what's happening right now in the prisons that Mark talked about, there's a lot of stories. I I saw one on channel 12. They are absolutely gut-wrenching. It is, as Mark said, a humanitarian crisis, but also Mark talked about the broader structural changes that we need that are beyond. So there are, we need to be operating on multiple fronts. Folks get involved. Mark, tell folks what they can do to get involved with you all. Uh, over at Wisdom in this fight. Yes, you can learn more about us at the website, wisdomwisconsin.org. You can reach me personally. I'm on social media at Ricermark, R-I-C-E-R-M-A-R-K, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, but definitely reach <laughs> out on social media and website and, and you know Facebook. We're on all social media platforms, Wisdom Wisconsin then definitely learn more there and definitely, you know, reach out. We're happy to come through and do presentations for folks who want to learn more. It's definitely 
eye-opening for many organizations when we come and really center the voices of people who've experienced a lot of these issues firsthand. I think that's really a key to what we need to do to build this out further, just to get out and have those conversations and so that we can have really center those the voices of people who've been directly impacted by the system. Mark, thank you so much for the work you do every day, for telling your story, for following it and actually leading in our state. It's very much appreciated. But of course, thank you for coming on our show today and talking with us. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, folks, we got to take a break. Folks, you're listening to the Battleground Wisconsin. We're Citizen Action. You can find us at citizenactionwi.org. 